0: Welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show. We are here with episode 76. I feel like we haven't spoken in such a long time. I'm sorry. I had my kids in the Hamptons this last past week. That was a fucking nightmare. We'll get into it. Anyway, fact of the day. Okay, fact of the day. The world's richest parish. The world's richest church. Individual church parish is right here in Manhattan. It's valued at $2 billion dollars Trinity Church downtown can you believe that this church um it, it was it was established in 1696 it owns 14 acres of lands in Manhattan I feel like that's like the whole of the city and um they they get a net income of 38 million dollars a year in real estate holdings is that not crazy I mean and here here you know you go to mass and you stuff a couple of bucks in the envelope and it's like these people are billionaires. anyway, I was thinking a lot about um, real estate and just things around the city and and old buildings and stuff because I went to the Tenement Museum, um, which I love. If you've never been to the Tenement Museum, you have to go. It's uh, downtown and it's a small little museum, but it's dedicated uh, to the old tenement apartments, you know, at the turn of the century, all the uh, Italians and the Jews and and Irish and Polish that came to this country, and obviously they were living in these tenement apartments, and the tenements are, um, you know, they're railroad, they're walk-up buildings, and, uh, you know, they're railroad-style apartments, and they're very small. They're like 350 square feet, 300 square feet, and, you know, families of... Four, five, six, seven would all cram into this tiny apartment, and on a floor, maybe there would be an apartment floor. Maybe there would be like five, six apartments. Um, Anyway, it was—it's the best place. I've been there before. I totally recommend it. And uh, we went specifically to go see um, the tenement apartment. It was owned by an Italian family, the Baldizzi's, and they—they the tenement museum basically recreated this apartment. You know that the family had it was their actual apartment in the early thirties, and you know, and it's like a, a tour of of how it was set up and how they lived and what the mother did um, to to make money and what the father did to make money, and uh, and then they gave a little neighborhood walking tour, and it was so it, it was just so good. And I hadn't the last time I went to the tenement museum was about ten years ago, so I was happy to go. I totally recommend it, and uh, it's funny, you know, those tenement apartments, like. It's such a claustrophobic indoor existence when you live there. I mean, basically, the baldizi family, you know, they had... We walked into the apartment, you know, railroad. So you walked in and it was the kitchen. And then... Um, you know, and also the dining room, to the kitchen and dining room, right? And it was very, very small. And that was also the bathroom in tenements. The bathroom, the, the tub is in, uh, well, I shouldn't say the bathroom. The tub is in the kitchen. The bathroom's in the hallway. And then right, so that you walk in, you're in this tiny little kitchen, you know, whatever it is, 12 by 12 maybe. And then to the right is a small little bedroom that the two kids shared. And then to the left is uh, the larger bedroom that the parents would share. And the parents of in this apartment, the Baldizis, they... Uh, had a, you know, like a full-size bed or whatever it was, and then they would fold it up, push it up against the wall um, so there was more room for the family to, uh, more space for the family to live during the day because the parents' bedroom also doubled as the living room. And it was just uh, crazy. What was interesting to me, about uh, the the family and being on this tour is that the father, when they came over from Italy, the father was uh, a handyman, you know, a woodworker, but he couldn't really find work. And the mother of the family, um, she went to work as a garment worker, and 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 she actually supported the family. So the father every day would go door to door, you know, knock around for work with his you know wooden toolbox in the hand, and the mother worked to support the family and. I, uh, and you know, it's just so interesting. And look at that, people, even during the depression in the 30s, who was pushing the family? The women. Thank you. And she probably came home and made a whole meal too, on top of that. All right, Mrs. Baldizzi? go you. Go you. Um, I don't even know if you remember, by the way, they they didn't mention it in the tour, but it did remind me of, uh, do you remember in, Well, do you remember as if there was a huge, there was a huge fire at one of these factories that these women worked at. It was called the the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. Um, That was a bit, that's a building down in Greenwich Village. It's still around, by the way. Now NYU owns it. Um, But it was, it happened in 1911. And it was this terrible building, an industrial disaster, one of the biggest in the history of Manhattan. And basically there was a fire. I think one of the garment workers smoked a cigarette and put it out in the garbage and there was this huge crazy fire and 145 people died and 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 um, and people were jumping out of the windows to plummeting to their deaths on the floor in the city Uh, and the reason why a lot of people died is because the 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 owner the owner of this uh the, the the factory the triangle shirtwaist factory fire the owner of that factory locked the doors Locked the doors in, of the hallways and everything for, for when the workers were on shift, they wouldn't you know be distracted and try to leave or whatever. So basically, he locked them in, and then there was this fire and nobody was able to get out. Anyway, 123 women died in that fire. Famous thing, you should look it up. Um, really, really sad. But if you ever want to see the building, it's on, it's on Washington Place. It's it's sort of near Washington Square Park. It's called the Triangle Shirtwaist uh, Building. Anyway. Anyway, enough of that, okay, nothing like, what am I, a historian over here? I just, you know, I really love old things, um, and I love architecture, and I love, I'm so interested in how people lived and their life especially at that time, especially, you know, like our ancestors, the Italian people, blah, 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 go, is what I'm telling you, it's worth it, it's totally worth it, they should sponsor me, really, they should, that was just a beautiful advertisement for the Tenement Museum, thank you. Um, also, you know what I watched on TV? The Jackie Collins documentary. I, it was either on Netflix or Amazon. You know, Jackie Collins, dirty novelist. Um, you know, she died, but... Mm, Joan Collins' sister, such an interesting story. She she was like the ugly duckling, uh, apparently. She thought. She, was, she wasn't. she was, She was gorgeous. But she was the ugly duckling, she felt, compared to her sister Joan. You know, and it was the her, her life story on how she became this you know sort of like <clears throat> trashy chiclet you know novelist a p- sort of pioneer in that uh space and you know obviously british and and how she sort of developed this outside persona like the blazers and the big hair and the leopard shirts and the earrings you know and um and and it was just very interesting all about her life and and her loves and Joan Collins is obviously on uh the the majority of the you know talking throughout the movie about her sister and a good good recommendation, very good recommendation. I was so insulted the other day, okay, uh when I went to the eyebrow lading and she asked me if I also want my mustache done. I mean, what do these people even like have any decorum? I mean, really? I had to say to her, first of all, I don't have a mustache. Thank you. And if I do, can you not draw attention to it? I'm obviously trying to like keep that on the D.O. <laughs> I get my eyebrows threaded. I don't know about you. But, you know, I get stuff lasered off, you know, when need be. But God, I'm so pushy. Wait, well, you're so desperate to make an extra $5? You need to you wanna wax the little baby hairs off the top of my lip? Get the hell out of here. So, my daughters, um, you know, they're ridiculous, and they, uh, they wanted to go on a vacation, my man, (laughs) and, you know, they, of course, wanted to go on a vacation that involved an airplane, which, to which I told them, no, Uh, but, so we wound up going to the Hamptons, and, oh, my God, okay, first of all, I go out there every summer, um, you know, whether it's Hamptons, you know, proper, or Montauk, whatever, um, I like it there, you know, I mean, it's very expensive, and it's posh, and all that bullshit, but, you know, all the Manhattan people are there, I, it's not exactly the, 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 best getaway from your neighbors, so to speak, but, you know, I like it, the beaches are nice, and all that, anyway, so, you're gonna die, so, you know, they were really giving me a hard time, these kids, right, not, not about going away, just in general, like, everything, you know, because we, we live in an apartment, and everything's hot, and everything's on top of each other, and the, The house had the toys everywhere. So I said last week, you want to know what? Forget it. Mommy's going to plan a last minute vacation. Let's go. We'll go to the Hamptons. Okay. We'll go for for a couple, a few days. That's what we'll do. I look online. Hotel prices, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay. Like what, what, I don't know who's getting $2,000 a night, but they do. Um, So I found an Airbnb and I've stayed at Airbnbs before. Like, with my ex-husband, who is an impeccable trip planner. I have to give him that. And, you know, staying in the Airbnb with a man, you know, when the safety of a man made me feel very comfortable. Or I felt safer. Staying in the Airbnb myself, nah, with the kids, nah. I just felt like, I don't know how comfortable I was. The whole thing was a disaster. It was a disaster. So we check into this Airbnb, and it was um, off Montauk Highway, and it was uh, a house, but it, you know, the ha- inti- air air quotes, you know, they, they have on Airbnb, do you want to have the entire place to yourself? Of course I do. What do you think? I'm going to rent a room? No, I'm not doing that. So I want the whole place to myself. That's what I rent. It's a small little house, you know, one bedroom, one bathroom, you know, it's like practically like a studio, uh ranch sort of thing. And very small. And they cut this house up into three apartment units, right? So... With, with front doors and everybody, you know, whatever. So that's where we stayed. And uh, everything was fine the first night. I didn't really like the place too much because it felt like a ranch house or some almost like a prefab kind of house trailer-looking thing, and they cut it into these, sliced it into these three apartments. Uh And when you pulled into the driveway of where this house was, it was, you know, there was no lights. It was very, it was pitch black, you know, so coming back at night after dinner or ice cream, whatever, you know, it was just, it was, it freaked me out a bit. You know, you never know who's lurking. People are like, you're in the Hamptons, really, Elise? I said, I don't care where I am. I don't if, if I was a criminal, if I was a robber, I would be lurking in the woods of the Hamptons, because I'd think robbing these people, they actually have something for me. Okay? I will come on, really. Come on. Let's 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 think normal here. <laughs> so uh so anyway, second day there, we go to Greenport. Uh, in the North Fork to visit one of my friends. We have a nice day at the beach. We have dinner out there. M- obviously way more low-key than, than than East Hampton, which I like. I prefer. It's not as pretentious. I way like that. Way more my speed. Anywho, we get back to the shack we were renting. Sorry, I had to take a sip. And um of seltzer. Unfortunately, not a scotch. So get back to the shack we were Powers out. Okay? Powers out no lights, no air conditioning, no lights in the bathroom, no TV. So now it's like nine o'clock at night, right? I don't know. Maybe this is Thursday night or something. And it's 90 degrees in this room. So I'm emailing the owner of the Airbnb on the Airbnb app, because that's what you have to do. They don't give you their phone number or whatever. So I'm, all, I'm email, you know, I'm messaging the lady and thank God she responded right away. We'll give her that. She responds right away. But she didn't know what the problem was. And that's the thing with Airbnb. There's no hotel front desk to call. There's no maintenance people that could come up and fix this problem. She was basically like, find the breaker. It's next to the fridge. Flick everything on and off, which I did, you know, whatever. And um, the net-net is that the whole place had an electrical short. And um, we had a, you know, we couldn't move rooms or anything like that. We we slept in this 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 place for the night. Uh, the second night in 90 degree heat. It was in heat. It was horrible. The next morning, as kids do, wake up at 6.30 in the morning. They want to watch TV. I'm in bed with my earplugs on and I have to, uh, you know, hear them not be able, not able to turn on the TV. So they're just harassing me at 6.30 in the morning and I've had no sleep because I'm sweating and I'm sleeping with my two kids in the bed. It was a horror. A real, real horror. Um, And the lady wound up you know, having an extra house, you know, like next door, next room, whatever the hell I was staying in. And we stayed there, you know, the next night for free. And it was a queen only, it was a queen bed. And, um, yes, the other one was like a king or something. and had two beds and, oh God, it was just, you know, so there we were three people in the queen bed, my kids are kicking me. I got bruises all over the place. Middle of the night, I go sleep. There was a little tiny mini mid-century love seat in this room. I go sleep on it. I mean, I was just, I was horrified. I will say the lady gave me my money back on the trip, which was very nice of her. Um, but I'm done with the Airbnbs. I, I, I've had enough. I, 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 I've seen enough. Okay. And I don't know. I don't know if this is uh. I don't know if Airbnb is really my speed at this point in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I wanted to go away and take the girls to a beach destination where we can go to the beach and have ice cream and be nicey-nice, um, you know, and feel like we're away and everything. But coming and having to sleep at a place that's so much worse than my apartment was not enjoyable. They, I, I once was on a vacation, and this lady, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, and this lady said to me, I said, as you get older, you don't want to go away to places if it's not as nice as your house. And, you know, as I get older, I am realizing that. Now, I don't have the beach here. I I don't, you know, I don't have all that kind of stuff here. But staying in a place that was shitty, but the trade off was being out by the beach, fine. Of course, I'll do it. But staying in a place in 90 degree heat with no air conditioning, no maintenance, people to call, no TV and no lights in the bathroom. Get the hell out of here. Keep your shitty place. I'm never going back. Never going back. Oh, it was just the whole thing. The, just the whole thing, you know. And then of course, of course, you know the lady. She has my name, and then she's looking me up online. She's like, I hope you don't. Oh, by the way, by the way, I hope you don't mind. I googled you. I looked you up, and I'm like, oh god, here we go. You know. And then of course, she's the as sweetest as pie, right? I, I don't. I don't know why, but she was. A, she was so much sweeter then. It's like wh- you weren't that sweet about you know, four hours ago when I was telling you I need an update on my refund immediately, (laughs) you know, but then you go do your due diligence, find out maybe I have a little, I don't know, traction with the public, very small percentage of public in the New York area, a.k.a. your clientele. Yeah, you should message me so I could tell you not to ever stay there. I mean, mm. as nice as the girl was giving me the refund, and I know it's not her fault, it, it was, she was in over her head, she told me she bought this place last year, she, she redid the whole place, everything rewired, re-electric, remodeled, and it's all very pretty when you walk in, but what's pretty if it doesn't freaking function, you know, anyhow, I, um, we did go to nice restaurants, though, I will say that, we went to, uh, Gossman's in Montauk, which is really nice, nice kid place, they have, you know, like, A lot of little shops and walking around, ice cream, the whole bit over there. We went to the Hideaway, also in Montauk, uh, which was a Mexican restaurant in a marina. Um, In Greenport, we went to a place called Billy's, which was like cheap, nice, good seafood, also in a marina. So we 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 did have fun. We did. I don't want to, I don't want to paint a bad picture, but you know, when we had no power and no AC, and we were trying to figure out, and we were waiting for like status from this lady. On what is an electrician coming? What's to do? I wound up actually taking my kids to do their back to school shopping because that's what I need. I need to go take my kids to go back to school shopping. Shopping in Bridgehampton, there was no stores for us in East Hampton. We drive to Bridgehampton and there's a shopping center with Gap and 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 Duncan and Kmart and and TJ and Staples. So we went there and you know I bought the supplies at Staples. Of course, but you know Staples in Bridgehampton. You think I got any sales? No. No, I bought the freaking Ticonderoga Roga pencils that they were on the list. $5 a box of, for these pencils. Uh, they only they need like five boxes each. The damn nerve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I have to say, though, I, I did feel bad. I, I felt bad that, you know, my girls didn't, uh, you know, they didn't have the, the trip that, they were hoping to have so I mommy came through and said well since we got a refund we will go somewhere else this weekend so we are doing that so um I have a little surprise for them uh this time we're staying at an actual hotel thank you same thing though beach um beach and casual sort of getaway so and then that's it and then they go back to school and I can't wait I am desperate for my kids to go back to school I've just had enough. The homeschooling all summer. I, you know, I don't know. You know, the masks. I don't know where we're masks on masks off. So they start school. Uh, they go to public school and they start school September 13th. So, so oh, thank God for that. Thank God for that. They're dolls, but us mommies, we need a break. We need a break. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's pretty much what's been going on. That's pretty much it. I um I you know, when you, you get you're not on the stage for, for a few days, I feel like getting back on the stage is a little rusty. But tonight I was up at Gotham, I had a great time. Um, and last night I was at the Grizzly Pear, which is like a a, a funky little bar with a little comedy club in the back on McDougal Street. So um, yeah, we're back in the swing of things and then we'll be back on vacay, baby. The summer went fast, right? went totally fast. Uh, On the church note, by the way, the earlier fact of the, um, fact of the day. So my kids are communion age or nearing communion age, and my ex doesn't want them to make their communion. So we have this little debate going on. I haven't formulated my thoughts yet, so I'm not going to fully talk about it. I need to think about it more, but it's an issue, you know. I was raised Catholic, and I married a guy who's an atheist, and he—he, uh, he, I think his mother was Church of England, but he's an atheist, and he's a beautiful man. So it—I don't—I don't care, you know. I, I didn't care, but we agreed to raise the kids Catholic, and my kids were baptized, and now, uh, you know, we're divorced, and I have to enroll them. It's time to enroll them in CCD. Actually, my oldest should have gone to CCD last year, but they didn't have it because of the pandemic. So anyway, I have to enroll them in CCD and, you know, and he doesn't want me to do it. So this is a, this is a hot topic right now in my mind. Um, You know, and it's really hard because it's, we have joint custody they are our children. I respect, even though I'm the mother and the mother tends to make a lot of these decisions, I really respect him as the father. He's an amazing father. And I'm not going to steamroll him with my, um, you know, thoughts and beliefs. I am very feel very strongly about it, of course, raising my kids uh, to be Catholic. Because I believe, like, let me raise them this, right? Let them do, make their sacraments. And then they can decide what they want to do about religion uh when they're, you know, 17, 18. But he he is just that's my point of view. But he is adamant on not doing it. He doesn't like all the stuff that you read in the news about the Catholic Church. I understand. Uh and, you know, he feels like it's a really uh it's antiquated way of thinking. And it's just, it's like so hard. This is I say this to my friends, uh, or or you know, girls or guys that I know that are um, dating seriously, somebody from a completely different culture or faith. Like this is the stuff that's, that, that's really hard. These foundational issues, these, you know, cross cultural issues. Uh, cause if I was obviously married to somebody that was Italian or Catholic or Jewish, you know, like it wouldn't even be a thought. It would be like, all right, the mother's religion. Uh, fine. You know, of course that's what they do. Or, or they would understand that in America, as that's where that, that person would likely be from, right? Like, that, that it's just almost like a cultural identity. Like, you're Italian. Of course, you're going to do a communion. You're Jewish. You're going to have a bar bat mitzvah. Do you believe everything? Nah, I don't know. But it's a cultural thing, you know? So, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's definitely a difficult situation. If you've ever had anything like that, and you have some two cents, feel free, drop me a line. I would love to hear it, because, um, you know, I feel like I'm in a little d- dilemma. I'm... I'm pulled uh, because I, I know what I believe and I know um, how I was raised and what I'm comfortable with and uh, what religion taught me and how I leaned on it in hard times in my life but on the opposite side uh, I do understand that it could be antiquated or seem antiquated and uh, I you know and I and I understand how somebody um, that believes, which he believes, just on being a good person and believing in just being a nice, good, generous, kind, loving person uh, is more important, you know, raising your kids like that is more important than uh, maybe some sort of institutionalized religion, which is his point. So I see both sides of it, and it's just the freaking hardest thing ever right now. So product of the week, okay, product of the week. Uh, When I was in uh, Target in Riverhead, because, you know, as one does, God forbid, I drove out to Long Island, and I didn't stop at a Target. I went to Riverhead Target on Old Country Road. Um, I've never been there before. It was a good Target. It was a big Target, but they're all sold out of all the kids' clothes already. Everybody's such a govone buy-in, everything. I was looking for the leggings for the kids. They have the Cat and Jack leggings for the girls, and, you know, they're, you can't beat the price. They're like five and six dollars, and they last. They're not like junk like the Walmart leggings for kids they're junk but the cat and jack ones are really great and they go up against any any of them gap you know uh j crew for kids zara they're great all sold out but what I did get and I just love it is a a conair steamer a clothes steamer um hold on let me see if I could find the the right the actual one that I got um let me google it really quick for you um here it is here it is hold on i'm pulling it up pulling it up pulling it up yes it was it's the Conair uh extreme steam handheld fabric steamer with dual heat um it was oh i paid more on target but on amazon it's 37 dollars. i think i paid maybe 50 but you know what i can't be bothering bother bothered to iron my clothes i can't be bothered with that anymore and this is great. I, I'm so happy. Let me say something. Instead of ironing my clothes, I'll hang, I'd rather hang them in a hot steam shower, okay? To try to get the wrinkles out. So this is like the biggest godsend ever, especially for performing. You know, you don't want to ever get up there and look like a wrinkled freaking mess. So that's my product of the week, the Conair Steamer. Totally recommend. Life changing, absolutely life changing. Yeah, so I guess that's it, right? I'll, next week, I'll have updates for you on this upcoming adventure, vacation adventure with the kids. I hope, as I always say, to have some stand-up dates, um, everything's, you know, sort of pedal to the metal. I do, I'm in this pilot, I think I mentioned to you, uh, called Wise Guys. It's a, uh, a, 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 I think it's like a, you wouldn't think, it's, a, it's like a satire, mob, comedy um, TV show and uh, they cast me. I'm the lead female. I play uh, a girl named Antonella Marie Marie. Very cute. And um, you can check them out on Instagram. I think it's like Wise Guys with a Z or something. And uh, we just shot promo stuff, but I am getting the script for the pilot uh, this weekend. So I get to read through that. And I think we start shooting the pilot in October. So That's exciting, things are happening, things are in the works, Um, but I really do want to get more comedy stage time, so I am um, really working on that, as per usual. Ooh, um, I didn't hear from anybody about NFTs and crypto, and I don't know, maybe you don't want to talk about that, but if you do, again, drop me a line, if not, eh. So, quote of the day, my ex-husband would be very proud of this quote, from the Buddha, The mind is everything, what you think you become, Buddha. It's true, what you think you become. The mind is the most powerful thing that we have. That's just the reality situation, everybody. Anyway, it was great talking to you. I miss you, and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. And remember, drop me a line on Apple Podcasts, And follow me on Instagram and follow me on TikTok. And I look forward to talking to you soon.